0: Welcome to Awakening Brilliance, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of high achieving women and the topics that inspire and empower women to boldly step out in their brilliance. I'm your host, Victoria Baylor, and I am a mindset and clarity coach who's passionate about helping entrepreneurial and professional women gain the clarity and confidence to monetize their brilliance and achieve their bold visions and dreams. Please be sure to share and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on our bi-weekly podcast. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, you found yourself at Awakening Brilliance. It's Victoria Baylor, Mindset and Clarity Coach, and I am delighted to be here today. I have a fantastic and phenomenal guest that I am excited to present to. Many of you know she's a little bit of a celebrity in her own right, um, but I'm excited to definitely highlight her today and to talk more with Shalita about uh, what she does for a living and then how she uses her brilliance to really impact women. Coach Lita, Shalita, how are you lady how are you doing today welcome to the broadcast wow i
1: am well thank you for having me beautiful lady
0: well it is a pleasure of course to have you here and your last name is shalita gray correct yes ma'am it is i want to make sure so that at the end people know to find you lord you know sometimes you know (laughs) she you know she's not by the first name just yet she's going to be like madonna status i'm sure in the future (laughs) shalita again thank you so much for being on um Oh, We have had, so if you're listening, obviously you can't see us, but if you're watching, you can see us. But Shalita and I, just prior to this broadcast, just had a little bit of time to just chit chat. And it was just so invigorating to talk with someone else that's kind of in the coaching sphere um, that offers a very unique perspective on um, what it really takes to just help and inspire women and help them become their their all that they're aiming to be. And I think what's unique about that is that she is a woman that leads with not just only her expertise and unique perspective, but she also leads with vulnerability and grace. So today we're gonna dig a little bit more into um, the what's, the who's, the where's, the why's in regards to Shalita. But in the meantime, Shalita, let me extend the carpet for you. If you don't mind, please introduce yourself to our lovely listeners.
1: Yes. Well, first of all, I always want to make sure that I thank the beautiful host for allowing me to be a part of this platform, this beautiful platform. Um, Known you for probably about maybe a year or two now. And yeah, a year or two now. And it's just been just phenomenal getting to know such a brilliant Uh, entrepreneur as yourself. So thank you so much for allowing me to be here. Um, As you say, yes, my name is Shalita Gray. Most people know me as Coach Lita. And uh, I uh, actually have a few companies right now, but I really love the Phoenix Fitness International. That is one of the companies um, that I'm an owner of. And what we do is really help with your health and fitness and lifestyle journey. We help you inwardly as well as outwardly. And we start with just meal plans and some really great uh, chefing and demonstrations. And we just have accountability that is so great. We have folks all over the world that are trying our programs and losing from 8 to 25 pounds in in short as a, a month or so. So 30 days. I also had the Phoenix Academy that I just started last year. Really excited about that. Just dealing with a whole bunch of beautiful women um, and starting their online lifestyle coaching and how to start that and how to get their business up and running. So it's been a blast. Uh, dibble and dabble a little bit in my lita Bonita with the fashions. <laughs> fashions and that is coming along. I'm enjoying that, uh, that journey as well. So just um, just doing a whole bunch of things. And I'm just really blessed to be doing it and meeting so many great, amazing women while I'm on this journey.
0: That is fantastic. I think what I love uh, most about what you said and just being an observer too, is that I love that you've just managed to um, find your space and amplify yourself. And I think that's the greatest thing that women can do that oftentimes we find ourselves like torn all over the place and running in circles. But usually when you can kind of find that that rich soil, wherever that spot is, it's your place, it's amazing how many other things that kind of crop up from that. When you first started with your initial business, did you expect that kind of ripple effect that has happened?
1: No, I didn't. And uh, I have to be quite honest, I had a conversation with you. <laughs> and that conversation kind of just really pushed me into you know thinking about how I can be in other spaces that would really highlight what I enjoy doing and not just keeping me in this little box so I'm blessed to have that conversation with you and you just really just pushed me and say hey why not try different things and I that's when i went to actually start the Lita Bonita so yeah I'm yeah. thankful everything happens and works out for the
0: best <laughs> you know and i think that highlights that first of all hey i'm honored because you know it was just a conversation but that i think says a lot for every single woman that's listening it is so amazing how many um fireworks and sparks can happen and you never know what someone's already initially kind of toiling within their thoughts and then just yep. the right words i can't think of how many times people have done that to me and it's like oh spark that's of good. you know of genius yes. let's go do this <laughs> So I think that's awesome. Um, so we'll get into some stuff, but I, I feel like we should address something since that came up because you and I were talking, of course, off uh, record, recording about what can get in the way of women from really making those connections that can spark those, you know, magical moments. And we talked about sometimes just the way that women interact. And and unfortunately, not everyone is after each other and, you know, being ready, but there's a lot of that sometimes. And I think women, many won't do it because they're nervous and afraid that they may encounter that. What would you say to that woman that's like, we've had bad experiences in the past. I don't really know how to gauge this person. Should I, shouldn't I? What has been your experience with navigating connecting with women and just letting your guard down?
1: Wow. That is such a mouthful and such a great question. Uh, For me, It really, I I was one of those, and this is me being vulnerable, I was one of those women, women that um, felt that they knew it all. Uh, I have a degree, I have a business degree, I went to school for this, and I really did not like to ask for help, so uh, I felt like asking for help was a sign of weakness, it was a sign that you didn't do your research. It was a sign that you didn't do your homework. And so uh, I typically would just kind of like, you know, just falter along and do a couple of things and figure it out by myself. And man, I've made so many bad decisions on that. So. I would really recommend and um, hopefully uh, inspire people to just just reach out because you can really if there's another woman that you see is doing the dang thing, you know why not just ask some questions and say hey, I've done my own research but I see you shining lady. Um, what can I glean from you? You know, and uh, not only that, but be okay in investing in yourself as well because a lot of people feel like okay. You know, I'm gonna ask these questions and get around actually paying for their services. And it's just not, that's not right to do as well. But if you can get as much information you can from the person, but otherwise, feel free to even say, hey, I want you to uh, coach me. I want you to, you know, um, mentor me and be okay with even investing money to do so. But feel free, let your guards down. We don't know it all, ladies. Believe it or not, we don't. And I wish I did this prior to entrepreneurship is ask more questions from women that were actually killing the game and learning from them and gleaning from them so that I wouldn't have run into so many stumbling blocks.
0: Well, wow, you made it exceptional. I mean, that that kind of, go, you know, you think that kind of stuff is intuitive, but it really isn't because you're absolutely right. So many women can get caught up in their own head and just not notice. And trust me, I've been there. And then you're like, before you know it, you're just revving up the car, turning the wheels, and you're still stuck in the same ditch. They <laughs> use all your gas, just created all this exhaust you know can't breathe and then it's like I didn't go anywhere right I love that that it is okay ladies that it's not weakness and I think one thing I noticed that women do sometimes and I never have comparison between men and women but this is something I think we can learn from our you know of course men I love men (laughs) so there there are our other counterparts but one thing I think we can learn is they did a study that said um, when things usually went wrong, it was like a confidence study. The women would always say like, if it was a math test and both men and women bombed it, men naturally would say, oh, something was wrong with the test. Guess what Actually, women's response was? Something was wrong, wrong with me. me. So I feel like, oh my gosh, it kind of gives wow. me goosebumps. And you know, with what you just said triggered that for me is that so many times when things aren't working right, women are ashamed and they feel like something's wrong with them Mm. and that prevents them from doing it and i imagine now oh we're gonna get into the good stuff now i'm trying to hold back um (laughs) i I really want you to touch on that so we're gonna put a pause on that because i know you have some insightful things to say about that but in the meantime let's do a little bit of a quick icebreaker, and you know just kind of get us all cushioned in our element Now, I'm curious, because I know you're exceptional and you are really disciplined, especially in the work that you do, and then you get great results. I don't know why this is one of my icebreaker questions for you, but I have to know, and I think inquiring minds want to know as well. Shalita, what does your cheat meal look like? (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, when you work hard, like, you know, you're psyching yourself up for that meal, right?
1: What is your cheat
0: meal? If you have, oh, that is
1: eaten. such a good one, <laughs> lady. Oh, geez. Okay, my favorite cheat meal is Chick Fil A, the spicy Chick Fil A sandwich meal. That means, <laughs> and I, you got, I mean, the whole meal with the deluxe, the deluxe with the cheese on it, the All spicy right. fried chicken, not the baked one. Come on now. The, the, <laughs> with the waffle fries, you guys. And also you got to put, you got to put a milkshake to it. Okay. So I'm going to do the strawberry milkshake with the whipped cream on top. So uh, anything Chick-fil-A with fries, with some French fries. Oh, you got me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I said that on purpose because I love, again, I think your message and I want your message to really get out for people. And ladies, if you're really challenged in kind of this area we're going to unpack for you please 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 as Shalita's already said coach lita that you don't want this to be a place where but this is a welcome environment both of these ladies before you have bombed a lot in our lives i know i can raise my hand and yes. coach lita, <laughs> shalita could say that you're in a safe place but what i love about the cheat meal question i asked on purpose was i think a lot of women think when they when they're gaining going for a goal they have to just give up everything and you know, sometimes sacrifice is important for that moment, right? Like when you're trying to get to the goal, you don't want to be chick-fil-aing it up every other right. day. Right. But really the goal is to take you to the future and to those amazing things you want to accomplish and to relish those with no regret. Right. So thank you for that. I think that's such a powerful message. <laughs> um, and then I know you love to travel. Um yes. what so with that being said, uh last icebreaker question okay what is I think I asked someone this before because these are kind of fun what was the worst trip you've ever taken oh the worst trip (laughs) The worst. I mean the the one that was the least favorite doesn't have to be bad just like it wasn't your time it wasn't what you thought it was going to turn out to be
1: oh wow um let's see I would probably say when I went to Ash Ash Ashley, I think I can't remember. I think it's North Carolina, Ashford, North Carolina. I think that's where the Biltmore is. Okay. Um, I went to the Biltmore um during February. I always go on my birthday. And you guys, this is not, you know, some you know international travel story, but this is your, know, you know, in the backyard. No but I nice built more built more, and I've been saying I was gonna go. Um I think that what made it it was a beautiful place, a wonderful state. but I think what made it kind of interesting was the company that I had with me <laughs> so. So the company that I had with me just, I guess, uh, you know, didn't like some of the things that I liked. So they didn't want to go hiking. They didn't want to go horseback riding. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, why didn't I just go by myself and just leave this person? But you know, as females, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to have fun when you go with one or two or three or more people. So it was the place the estate is beautiful, but I think sometimes you shouldn't be afraid to travel alone. So (laughs) so I think that's the reason why I didn't have such a great, great time because I was trying to think about the other person. They didn't like a whole lot of things. And so I was just, you know, working around them as well. So yeah, I think that would probably be it.
0: Gotcha. You picked a great location. I don't know much about, I mean, I know that area is amazing and what you had planned. You know, there's always that next time, right? We live and we learn.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we. yes.
0: Um, okay, so back to our kind of our main objective of why we're here. And again, with Awakening Brilliance, the podcast is this is all about helping us connect, you know, and see the brilliance in other people, but also use that brilliance as a reflection for us to see our own brilliance. Um, you know, there's nothing sadder, I always like to say, than a Christmas tree that is like half lit. You always have that string of lights that's lit up and then the other half. And I believe in this world, we are meant to be connected to each other and to light each other up so that we can really create that beauty. So back to that main question we started with, which was why the self-blame? Why, when things go wrong for us as women, do you think that oftentimes instead of looking objectively at the situation, women tend to internalize? I love your perspective.
1: Yeah, we kind of talked a little bit a little before we got on. But yeah, I think what we do is we feel like we are the people that um, that are supposed to be the caretakers, the givers. Um, I feel like we naturally are, you know, uh, the matriarchs, you know, the family. And so because we do that, it's hard for us to, you know, we internalize a lot of things, and it's hard for us to move out our own way. And so I think that's the reason why we do that a lot, because we—that's what we feel like we have to do. We have to take care of others, we have to do things for others, and we're always trying to make others feel good. So we don't take, we don't look at an internally at ourselves and say, "Hey, are, am I worthy of this?" And I'm, am I—is it am I worth this? And so that's what we do. We just take care of other, other people before we do ourselves.
0: You know, and I've heard you, you've kind of alluded to this theme of just always that self-sacrificing and just carry on in spite of what's going on, even if it's sometimes hurting ourselves. And it's just, a lot of women see that as noble, but in, in essence, it really is it's so detrimental. It is. Um, you know, we've seen you, we've, we're have we in the present where we're seeing you thrive and do your thing and really make magic happen and really inspire the lives of other women. But as we all know that behind the glitz of glamor and an amazing story is the, the story of, you know the evolution of Shalita. I, I'm just curious, what was Shalita like when she was a young girl? Were you very people focused then?
1: Oh gosh, that's a great one. Um, I was not. I um, was very shy, uh, very introverted. Yeah, I still am introverted to this day. Most Maybe. people don't believe it because <laughs> you know you have to talk and engage and communicate with others so much. But as a little girl, I was very shy. Um, I, my mother would always try to get me to have a whole bunch of friends. And I was like, I'm fine with just being with me. Um, I was a bookworm, loved to read books. And I was very much into school, so I was definitely your geek, your nerd, not popular whatsoever, had the, you know, the braces, the unibrow, you know, the big gold glasses. <laughs> so I was definitely your typical nerd kind of girl, um, but I, I loved family. I was raised in the church, so my father was a pastor pastor of the church, um, very musically inclined, know how to play play the keyboard and sing. Oh, um wow. but yeah but high after- talents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so but afterwards I would come home and my my little safe haven was my room. I just felt good being in there away from everybody and uh that just gave me energy. So that's how I was as a little girl. You know and I, I love that you said that because
0: what, especially, so for those that don't know me, I'm a mindset and clarity coach and I coach women. I really help women gain clarity, get their confidence back and increase their revenue in all their endeavors so they can really reach their big goals. And one of the things I noticed, and I love that you highlighted that, is that the, the start of any type of success being comfortable in your own skin. And a lot of women don't know what to make of that. And especially when those that are introverted, people tend to think, oh, that's shy you know well introversion really does deal with how do you get your energy do you get it around people or or by yourself and i love that because what i'm trying to really say is that when we fight the way we're naturally wired we fight ourselves from getting the energy we need to really thrive in life and i've wondered during them times where you were sequestered and doing your thing where the 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 cogs and the wheels turning that's building the shalita that was going to be the ultimate um, you know, entrepreneur. During those times, did you see kind of some glimpses of your thinking kind of push toward where you find yourself at today, and even your career prior? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. I, no, I know. I know. I know. I probably should say yes, but I. I kid totally. you not. It was. It was such a. Um, it was a shock for me because it's funny how where I am now oh my God, I would never even imagine being it. I, I was, I gained weight. I got overweight, you know, how am I going to coach people how to lose weight? And I was overweight, you know, I'm intro. I was introverted as a little girl and even growing up. And so how do you come out of that, that little, you know, that reserved part of you. And now you have to reach out and you're grabbing people and helping people and coaching them. So they're, I didn't see it. I didn't see it happen. And it's just funny how just how my journey has just led me to this, Um, you know, you know, retrospectively looking back, you could say, oh, these are things that kind of connect the dots for me, you know, but man, I'm telling you my life story, my life journey is so crazy is, you know, divorcing, you know, dealing as a single mother there's no way I thought I would be, or even what anybody wanted me to coach them on their life journey or to even start a business. So no, I, I didn't see it, Victoria. <laughs> let me ask <actually, laughs> you that. Let me say
0: that question a little bit different. Um, and, and no, I totally get you. Cause I kind of joke even with myself. I was like, I think God had a sense of humor. Cause I was like, yes. What? Yes. what are you talking about? <laughs> that was not my choice. And no. I, used to, I was like, all my friends are guys. Okay. I just ain't so, <laughs> you want me to do what women? Um, yeah. <laughs> so no. And what I was alluding to is interesting is that, you know, your person for a lot of women that lose themselves in their current state is interesting, especially when I'm coaching them they' they, what they find is that the same little girl, they kind of were, you, you don't know exactly what you'll be doing, but the way you think those personality, like um, structures you know that depth of character reading all the time those are like the essential yeah. kind of tools that we carry over and over again and we use those and they become our gifts and right. I imagine that when you read something you're just like oh I'm just kind of reading it but you read at like a depth and an understanding that is so neat and you take that and you can change it for one and it, it seems typical for you. Mm-hmm. but other people don't have those skills and gifts. And I think that's so yes. fantastic. So yeah, sorry, my question totally came off wrong. No,
1: no, no, no I didn't record. Know, it was me. <laughs> no, it
0: was me. You were like, I love your reaction because I was the same way. I was like, you asked me to do what? Um, I think you got the wrong person. How am I going to help somebody? Um, But I think that makes it great. And uh, it's funny, you and I talked before because we do have a lot in common the way we grew up, introverts introversion, having a a parent's minister and stuff like that. But um, it's interesting how things will shape you. And I think that's what makes the journey even more amazing. So uh, please let our listeners know, because again, you and I both discussed, we want to bridge that gap between what people, women see. We want women to see not so much from a, a, a viewpoint of insecurity. When I look at you, I shouldn't see, oh, what I don't have.
1: When Mm. anybody
0: looks at another woman, it should be like, oh my gosh, I celebrate my sister. She is doing it. And it's, you know, iron sharpens iron. But again, before you got to there, like you said, that big chasm of, I don't know where all this is going, how did that evolve for you? And then how did you stay the course, you know, to find out where this path that has a winding roads were gonna take you?
1: Sure, that's great. Um, You know, when I first, you know, as I evolved, I got into um, HR, human resources. And so as I, you know, went through college, I was working student life, helping some college students in getting their applications to do, you know, to, go into their degree program. And then I just started kind of gradually getting into human resources. And so that really evolved for me because I was working with so many different types of people, you know, personality traits, you know, you really have to get to know the person that you're working with, uh, different VPs, managers. And so having that connection with them and being able to sit there and talk to them about some of the things that they were dealing with, struggles that they were having, having to also put on your strategic, you know, uh, uh, strategic hat to, to kind of think through some of the processes and systems within the organization. And then also take it off to hear somebody, another point come in and talk about you know this boss didn't give me their promotion, or this employee is bothering me. So it really, really um, started really uh, educating me and training me on what I am currently doing. So it's funny because at first I didn't think I, you know, I was very inward, self, you know, like we talked about inward and um, uh, just just really into my introversion, and then having to come out of that and so being able to help other people with their situations in corporate america so i was able to transition and knowing that i was good at doing it because i would have folks that come to me and say thank you so much for listening to my story and giving me the solution and not acting like i was just you know a number i appreciate you and i had you know and it was just keep going and on and i just realized that that's my niche i'm really good at helping people You know, bridge that gap and find out how to, you know, connect with them, find out what their needs are by what they're saying to me. And so as I kept going on, I had my own uh, struggles as I had gained so much weight during this transition and having a baby and all this stuff in corporate America. And I realized that I needed to find a way to lose weight. And while I was trying to find a way to lose weight, I, um, Eventually just started um, doing it the natural way. And then folks was organically asking me what you're doing. And guess what? I get to use that HR piece to coach them on how I naturally, you know, naturally lost the weight. So it just kind of like just started to just transition into that for me. And I could see now how I, you know, got from that place A to place B and just staying focused. And I knew that was something I was really good at doing and helping women with that because I went through something and it just really started growing from there. Like I said, organically going from there, being able to monetize it into what it is now.
0: What well, you said, a few things that are just so important to highlight. First of all, it's just keeping your eyes open, your awareness. I love it. You know, it's a Young folks used to say because I think it's a little bit dated. It's on fleek. It was on fleek. fleek. (laughs) (laughs) So many new terminologies now. My my child keeps me up to date. I need to (laughs) stick with those new ones. But um, I think that's so important because, and again, that forgive me, it is just kind of like a bad thing of my own abilities. But I always see people's gifts, and it's like, oh. But just even your analytical nature in noticing like, okay, wait, I just connected some dots, connect some dots. Oh, this oh, I can use this and I can leverage it. I think that's pretty phenomenal. And then, as you said, using that same heightened sense of awareness Mm for people, because Mm -hmm. half the time, I'm sure you can agree that the answers are right in people's face. But when you're frustrated. Oh, that's good. (laughs) it's like and that's the biggest thing is when you're frustrated it's almost like a um to think of an analogy it's almost like when um someone has a inflammation Mm -hmm. you can't really treat a sickness or a disease until you reduce the inflammation that's right because all everything is just heightened i imagine and you mentioned and i do appreciate your candidness that during that time um And I would love for you to go a little bit in, if you don't mind that, because I I know at the start of a goal, so you're a go-getter, you can tell those (laughs) go-getters, at the start of a goal, you're literally looking up a mountain. So, you know, you're at this place, you said that it was just a lot. And and ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you want to reveal, but you didn't work at a small company. You worked at a very large, like, international known company. Yes. Um, So I imagine the weight and pressure that came with that. But you're at this mountain, there's this weight how did you maintain that cuz this is a struggle for people in covid right now you know trying to get rid of that extra fluff how do um how did you approach that goal without getting discouraged
1: and this is the goal i'm sorry it kind of went in a little bit out this is the goal of actually getting um the weight off i'm sorry cuz i it went in out
0: Oh no, I just wove that story a lot too. Yes, the weight and any other thing that you were dealing with that felt insurmountable at that time. Cause I know you had a few things coming at you. Yeah. How did you look at that big mountain and be like, let's climb it?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, um, thanks for um repeating that for me. Um, I, I I this is what I share with my daughter, and this is the same way of how I think about it. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And yeah. the the heel is you know, like you said, I, I was at 215. I was the biggest I've ever been. And it was because of after having my baby girl, mm-hmm. I had um, hypothyroidism, which um, really, really slows down your metabolism. And uh, I never been at that heavy of weight. And I'm five, one frame. So it's really a lot on me. And so looking at it, Yes, I could have tried and I have, I had tried all kinds of different things, you know, uh, you know, just basically starving at some points in my, in my life where you starve yourself and everything. But honestly, it really was occasionally to take it one day at a time. I had to start with my mind and my mindset. And it was really difficult because all I kept seeing in the mirror was a big person. All I kept seeing was the hill that I had to climb. And then it was just like, you know what, just do one thing at a time, drink more water, go for a walk, say your affirmations. I do affirmations in the mirror to this day, peeps, I actually do personal development. And I tell myself, I'm beautiful. I'm worthy. You're strong. You're determined. You know, your business is a million dollar business. I mean, I speak that into my life daily. And it was hard. There were some days where I just felt like giving up. I felt like quitting. But I knew that if I just took it one day at a time, it was going to happen for me. I gave myself a year to lose only what fifty pounds. I, at that time, I was like a year. You know, most people can lose it like in six months. But I just knew I was going to have some days where I was going to fall off the wagon. Uh, and I and I and I just said I was. And every day, just decided to walk. Decided to eat something better than I did before, decided to do some boot camp stuff, and the weight started actually coming off. But what really, really happened, the magic really happened was in my mind. It wasn't more of like, I got to get this, you know, weight, and it was more of, I'm beautiful, I love myself enough to do this. And as that happened, then things started happening for me. I went through a divorce during that time, ladies and gents. Whoever's listening, I had became a single mother at that time. I dealt with a whole lot of different things during my transition um, and losing the weight. But I knew if I could just work with my mind daily and keep telling myself that I'm I'm worth it and I'm worthy, that everything else would just come into play and everything else would just it would just it would just work out. And it did. It really did. After a year, guess what? I had lost over 70 pounds and that wasn't even my goal. It was 50. So that's what I would tell people is just take it one day at a time. Don't try to eat the entire elephant. Just take it one bite at a time.
0: I love that. And I, I hope, because that Lord, that helped me just, it's always a good reminder. It helps you breathe a little bit and take an exhale because in our minds, again, when we aren't get that something must be wrong with me, this one day didn't work, day 10 didn't work, day right? And it's really the perseverance and it's the grace and it's crazy how women are so good at giving grace to so many other people god Mm. knows with our children we'll bend over backwards and be like my god i said this for the 120th time (laughs) but when it comes to ourselves it's like nope get it get it come on shalita you can't be messing up come on victoria and it's just like why do we why are we so critical so Thank you so much for sharing that because I even love, I think that's a great thing. That actually helps even, I appreciate that. Just sometimes doubling up that goal. Be like, you You know, you you know, you can do it in 30, but like give ourselves 60 days. Yes. <laughs> like, because, you know, when you do it in under, you're like over delivering and you're doing something. Yes. Good for yourself and you're not setting yourself up. So I love that. That's such a, uh, that's a very good psychological way to kind of snap people's <laughs> movements. Yes um so in addition to that i think we really covered something but i want to kind of go back to what i feel like is going to be the theme of this is something you said earlier and i want to make sure i quote it right um and i like the way you kind of said it it really sounds like it boils down to what you said and quote is really it comes down to us as women and you said this in the most loving way possible just really getting out of our own way um give us a kind of idea and then um we'll wrap things up what the, the intricacies of what that means kind of like getting out of our own way what are you really saying to all of us as women today
1: getting in getting out of your own way is is we are really we really don't understand how capable we are we really don't and we second guess ourselves on so many things and i'm just speaking from my experience mm-hmm. second guessing myself saying that I could never be like her or I could never be this way or she just gets out there and just shares all of her information. And she's always so vulnerable and she lost the 70. and you compare. And so when I say get out of your own way, I mean, saying to yourself, you absolutely can do what this other person is doing. You actually can just step out of your, of your comfortability and do something that you felt like you could never do before. Give an example, um, coaching uh, and actually helping people start their own businesses. And that's what I'm kind of doing right now as an online lifestyle health coach. I would always be like, there is no way. I had people that would reach out to me and say, how did you do it? How did you build your business? How did, how did you, you know, um, do such a really good job of getting these coaches that are working for you and your business? And I'm like, nah, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not touching that because I've had so many stumbling blocks. I've screwed up so many times and I just would stay in my comfortability and just coaching, coaching, helping people with their lifestyle journey. That's what I wanted to be in. That was my little box, but I had to understand and get out of my own way and say, some people are reaching out for other things, Shalita, maybe you may have that gift. Maybe you can help someone else, even just by sharing your testimony and showing them, hey, here's some maneuvers. Here's some ways to get around some of these roadblocks. As I did that and pivot my business as the last year, now I've helped over. Now it's about almost 50 women start their online lifestyle health coaching business. They're doing well. They are, you know, they're being successful. They're seeing the income come in. And if I didn't get out of my way and I just stayed where I was, it would have never happened. Was able to monetize it as well. And it's just, it's just been a blessing. So that's what I mean by getting out of your own way, get out of your comfort zone. And if there's something that keeps, you know, keeps tapping at you and saying, and then you have people keep reaching out to you about something and saying, hey, can you help me assist me? Hey, maybe look into it. It may work out.
0: Well that is stellar advice there and that's um wow. So for you ladies today, someone's listening and I know that Shalita's words are echoing to you right now because you know that prior to even listening to this, you've already had a bunch of inquiries. <laughs> you've been checking your messages, <laughs> you've had phone calls. What is there left to I mean what can you possibly lose? And I think as should story details. And I do want to honor you, lady, because I know, you know, that type of bravery is not easy. Not when we're fighting ourselves. You know, yes. some people make it look like it's easy, but we all know that that, as you've been so kind and disclosing, it's a lot trying to just turn down the volume of the inner noise mm-hmm. and just stepping out there, even in the midst of that. So thank you so much. And I, I, I mean, dare I say that imagine the ripple effect of impact, you helping these women, not only directly to them, but now changing lives, changing generations, changing the way people see their health, fighting against this crazy deficit that's happening out there where people are dying of heart disease and all these other things, right. you know just knowing that you you took a chance and threw your stone and skipped it, your rocks, you know, in the lake. <laughs> and it's just impacting so many people. So you should feel so proud. So I, I, I imagine you. that you do.
1: I feel, I am, I'm so thankful. That's why I am, I'm blessed. And um yeah, there's some times when you try to, you know, we women don't like to feel, you know, like we're being too presumptuous or cocky, right? But there are some times I'm like, good job, Shalita, you did a good job it's okay. (laughs) So yes, thank you.
0: And I love that. And I was telling someone, I I gave a talk before and we talked about that because that is actually probably one of the number one questions I get is the, um, you know, is it okay to brag? And I always like to joke. I'm like, it's not bragging if it's facts. I mean, okay. (laughs) And you know, you think about it. And I love that you said that the Pat, because none of us walked into a doctor's office and get offended. They're wearing a white robe and they have a name tag. Okay. I'm actually happy because I'm like, who is this? I mean, you are you a professional? If you're not wearing your right, style, right. I love that women own your stuff, as Shalita is definitely saying, and definitely give yourself a pat on the back. And you you deserve it. Your confidence depends Thank on you. you. Well, in closing, uh, Lady Coach Shalita, um, please let everybody know where they can get in contact with you and get your information, because I know some people definitely want to reach out.
1: Sure. So I'm actually in the process of um, uh, actually making some changes and revamping to my site, but uh, that will be probably by the end of this month. So www.phoenixfitnessintl.com. That's the website. Also, I'm on uh, Facebook at Shalita.Gray. That's my handle there. And then I'm also on Insta as CoachFitLita and also on LinkedIn as Shalita Gray. So there's multiple ways you can get in contact with me. me. I'm very much so on Facebook, but you can always inbox the messenger, however, and I will definitely get back with you as soon as possible.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much. Make sure y'all reach out. And thank you again, Shalita. I mean, I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate your insights. Every nugget that we leave with people, it's amazing how it inspires. And I appreciate your inspirational words because I there's something you said today I definitely needed to hear. So I appreciate that. And for all of our listeners, please definitely listen to this. And as like a lot of my coaches would say, just listen to it about 10 more times until you soak it, <laughs> you soak it in. And that's really what it is. As Shalita said, that affirmation and stepping out there and saying those words and looking at your goals, that repetition is how you build uh, those strong... Um, steps and moves you want to make in the future so with that being said it is a pleasure for you to take time to be here with me at awakening brilliance and again thank you shalita and stay tuned for the next episode and we will see you next time bye, bye. <laughs>